0: Thinking a wedding planner isn't in your budget, uh, think again. Did you know that beyond this podcast, I offer virtual wedding planning coaching? This is something perfect for your needs and your budget. It's not a stale digital course. It's dynamic, it's live, and it's all about empowering you. Together, we'll keep your wedding planning vibe light, fun, and totally dialed in. I'll be your go-to wedding planner right in your pocket real-time access just a phone tap or zoom away you'll get all my tools i will personalize them for you and you're not going to have the hefty price tag of a traditional wedding planner so save your cash ditch the stress and make your wedding planning a journey to remember for more info you can slide into my dms on instagram you can go to the big wedding planning podcast.com or just shoot me an email i'm here for you let's make your wedding epic lovey lovey show The Big Wedding Planning Podcast Just a wedding planner tearing it up Listen learn plan that wedding, plan that wedding. Well hello hello and welcome to the big wedding planning podcast A show for anyone involved in planning a wedding. That's right. If you're planning a wedding or somehow involved, this is the show you want to listen to. We want you to learn something valuable and be entertained. At the same time, my name is Michelle Martinez. I am your host. I am your captain for this podcast ride. Okay, this episode, thank you so much for joining us today, this evening, this morning, this afternoon, whatever, whatever. This is going to live on for years, okay? In oblivion, out there, in the waves, in the, you know, whatever this is that you're listening on. (laughs) I am really happy you're here. This is, uh, technically, we call this episode a real wedding retrospective, right? It's something that I've started doing on a regular basis, but but even though this falls in that category, it's unique in that my guest today um, is a fellow podcaster, uh, former stand-up comedian, and... She's now a business coach, Um, so she's just like this very well-rounded individual who uh, just got married, and I met Delaney uh, when I had Nicole Baker on. If you listened to episode number 309 called, Are You a Perfectionist?, Nicole Baker is a life coach. And whenever I have people on the pod who are also podcasters, I ask them if they have recommendations of others that would be good guests or of others that I would be a good guest for their show. And so Nicole's like, oh my God, yeah, you have to get in touch. I'm going to put you in touch with Delaney Fisher, She has a really successful podcast. It's called the Self Helpless Podcast. Did you get that? Self Helpless Podcast with Delaney Fisher and Kelsey Cook. It's all things comedy, which is really cool because they can just kind of cover any subject on the show. It's very much lifestyle, um, but they cover all sorts of subjects and it's comedy. It's funny, um, but also they get serious because Delaney is more Type A, and then of course you know Kelsey is is a comedian. So um, these ladies are just wonderful. Uh, but Delaney in particular just got married, and so she came on the pod. Obviously, you're about to listen to this episode, but I in turn was on her podcast, and that is episode number 275 titled 10 Simple Wedding and Event Planning Hacks. And Delaney and I had so much fun. I happened to be in New York City when we recorded this episode, and here's the thing. Delaney's wedding was not only super fun, but it's one of those weddings where it was incredibly um unique to the couple, right? You hear me talk about this all the time, to customize your wedding in a way that reflects the two of you as a couple. And they certainly did this for their wedding. There were some really cool, unique micro events. A lot of you ask me, Michelle, um, what can I do you know, aside from having music and dancing, right? Like what are some other things we can do? Or, you know, I'm, I'm not going to have dancing or maybe I'm not going to have alcohol. How do I make my wedding or what do I incorporate to that is something different and fun and entertaining for my guests. So Delaney is going to give you some really cool ideas that she actually implemented at her wedding. Um, We also talk about other things. You know, like, do you have sex on the wedding night? Does everybody have sex on the wedding night? Did Delaney have sex on her wedding night? You'll have to listen to find out. (laughs) Um, Delaney also, you know, she was affected by the pandemic. Um, she and her now husband had an original wedding date and had to postpone, but they did decide to legally get married on that date. And so a year later they had their big reception. Um, we're talking about the biggest snafu she ran into and that was using a venue coordinator as her day of coordinator, like not hiring a planner or an independent, uh, month of coordinator. She talks a lot about that. So you'll want to really listen up for that. Um, drinking a little too much at your wedding, right? I mean, it happens a lot, everyone. It really does. Cause you get so caught up in things and you get so excited and you're celebrating and people are handing you drinks and then there's shots and there's, The whole nine. So we talk about that. And um, toward the end, you're going to find out something that uh, she did on the wedding day that costed her a little over $2,000, okay? But hint, she felt like it was worth it. So stay tuned and listen in for that. Again, this was a really, really fun episode. Delaney is like, I, I could have talked to her f- for for hours and, I, and I, I technically did because we recorded her episode on the same, you know, back to back when we recorded this one. She's just great. And, and you're going to love this. So enjoy this real wedding retrospective with Delaney Fisher. Lovey, lovey show.
1: what's up i'm delaney fisher i'm a business simplicity coach and co-host of the self-helpless podcast and i am so excited to be here
0: what's up
1: (laughs) what is up
0: (laughs) welcome to the big wedding planning podcast delaney fisher
1: oh my gosh thank you so much for having me this is the first like conversation i'm about to have about my wedding and breaking down all the things that happen and all the details so i'm really excited
0: Oh my god! Yay, we get to talk about your wedding! Yay! Yes, let's do it. <laughs> well, congratulations! When did Thank you get you. married?
1: Say your date. Yeah, so May, Saturday, May seventh, we had our like big wedding, and then a year before that, we eloped uh, with each other because of all the you know pandemic postponement. So we we had both experiences, which was ended up being really nice to have both of those things.
0: So you've been married eleven days as of the time I, that we're yes. recording.
1: Exactly. I guess a, a technically a year and 11 days, but whichever one, I'm going to be celebrating both um, anniversaries and oh, yeah. we made sure that, well, I guess we're always going to celebrate both anniversaries because it's on the same date. It was exactly a year later yes. um, because I was concerned I could only remember one anniversary.
0: <laughs> well. So, you know, let's yeah. simplify. No, let's I love that. Involved. And I, I've talked to quite a few people that have done that and I think it's genius. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was nice.
0: Um. Okay. Well, this is exciting. So the real wedding retrospective is one we try to do every month with real people. Oh, my gosh. Who've had real yes. weddings. That's me, baby. <laughs> That's you. This is great. So tell, tell us, uh, Delaney, um, the specs, right? Like, we know the date was May 7th.
1: Yeah. Both
0: this year 22 and last year 21. Um where in the world did you get married? Yes, we got married at that what that the Westlake Village Inn in Westlake Village,
1: California. We had about 80 people, a little bit less than 80 people, and we did a lot of unconventional things uh, throughout our ceremony and reception and all of that. Um, we had a roast at the reception. We also had like, you know,
0: traditional toast from
1: parents and siblings. Um, oh, you had so a yeah.
0: roast, not as in the meat that you eat, but rather like <laughs> a ro- like Isn't a comedy right? roast. We had a comedy roast. Because I was like, oh, <laughs> my grandmother would have loved that wedding. I love
1: roast. Okay. Yes. Oh my God. So funny. It was actually a vegan wedding. So opposite of a meat <laughs> roast, but yes to the comedy roast. Okay. okay. Um, you know, some of my closest friends are hilarious professional comedians. So they roasted us and it was like just a blast. Um, I mean, just t- tiny little, like just a bunch of nuggets like that. Um, those details just made it so much fun. Uh, our our wedding pr- is procession, is that what you call it? The people who are in the wedding were our parents and siblings, they all walked down the aisle to danger zone. Um, yes. It was very important for me to walk down, walk back down the aisle to Tenacious D's tribute. Yeah. Um, so fun funny music our wedding officiant was hilarious and totally roasted us as well was a good friend of ours um i mean yeah we had a magician at the reception all the little details i tried to make meaningful and sentimental to my family so it was a nice mix of sentimental and just uncensored ridiculousness and yeah i just had a blast i wish i could relive it every day <laughs>
0: That's awesome. How many guests did you have?
1: Yeah, just under 80. So we, um, which was nice because I, I wanted kind of a more intimate big wedding. Um, we were thinking it could have been like 120 and I was really nervous about that because I just wanted to be able to talk to everybody and spend some time with everybody. So it was nice that it was on the more intimate side, I guess, as the more traditional weddings go.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I I love a smallish smaller under hundred person wedding. It's just yeah. it's the sweet spot really. Your 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 size actually exactly uh, under 80 is such a great uh-huh. size because you can connect with everybody there. Yeah. But it's also a big enough group that you're like, oh my God, look how many people are here. It's a party. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes, exactly. It was just yeah, it was just so much fun. And it was a big priority for us to kind of keep things as simple as possible. My, my husband is from Rockford, Illinois. So we knew that half the guest list would be flying in for it. And so we were like weighing all the options. And we just went with like the venue where once they got to that venue, all the festivities were there. So the rehearsal thing, the ceremony, the reception after party, little goodbye brunch, it was all at one location. And that was important to us knowing that people were going to be coming to Los Angeles and we didn't want them to have to drive around a million different places and spots.
0: And they stayed there, yeah. Yeah, and you can stay there. Yes, yeah.
1: so it's a hotel, and then yeah. there's you know spa, pool, golf. Yeah. So you know, wanted to be like a nice wedding, like a weekend away for for people as well.
0: Westlake Village is really nice. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's, it's really nice.
0: It's very pretty. Yeah. Um. Okay. And and so all vegan food. Yes, it was most mostly vegan.
1: There was a couple things that that weren't, but yeah, pretty much all vegan wedding. But there was no meat. There was no there was no meat. No, yeah. No meat. I think the butter ended up being, you know, dairy, butter, or whatever. And then there was some egg rolls that had egg in it, but it was mostly plant-based wedding. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and how did your guests like this? Are a lot of your guests, uh, vegan? Some of them are vegan and dairy-free and gluten-free and all the things. So
1: I, I've been vegan for, for several years and my husband and I talked about it and like, look, we can have whatever we want on the menu. If one do half and half or whatever. And he, uh, we did a tasting and he liked all the vegan options. So he was like, let's just do it all plant-based. I don't care. So I'm like, okay. Which ended up helping a lot with the allergy stuff, like all yeah. the allergies that you have to collect out of 80 people. There was only two people that responded like, Hey, I have this or this because we said, Hey, it's plant-based. So it's dairy-free it's this many gluten-free options. So it covered a lot of those bases, which was actually ended up being a nice, simple option. Ugh, that's great. What's, yeah. what did you do? Did you do family styles, plated buffet? It was played, It was ended up being plated that I think that was like the package that we got. I don't even know if it non-plated was an option at that venue or, or that room that we had. Um, but it was like, we had pizza, we had stir fry, we had, um, uh, eggplant parm. And then we had late night snacks. We had a potato bar and fries and hummus and fruit and gyoza. And then our hors d'oeuvres were like egg rolls and like chickpea endives and bruschetta and like uh, vegan calamari. So it ended up being, you know, I think there was enough for everybody, even if you're not used to eating plant-based food.
0: Oh my God, you're making me hungry. <laughs>
1: Um, it was, it was a huge priority of mine or hope that we could have incredible vegan food at the wedding. That was not going to be possible with our venue. They did a great, they did as good of a job as you could do for not having many options in that way. But we ultimately had to prioritize and wanted to prioritize the venue and the location and the simplicity of that. Um, The other options would be having incredible vegan food, but having it be a bit more um, stressful on our guests for lo- like getting around and stuff like that. So
0: yeah. Yeah. You know, can't so have this it at is, all. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, I think that, you know, when you do a wedding at a venue that is all inclusive. You are to somewhat taking a risk on the food. If someone like you wants something really specialized, I mean, it's not, not everybody can do vegan food and even if they say they can, it's not going to be great. And I'm sure yes. you know this from experience. So I think you lucked out that you actually liked the food, yes. but, but did you taste the food before you booked the venue? We did. Yeah. Okay. Oh no, not before we booked the venue
1: actually. Okay. We booked it because they said, oh, we could do an all plant-based menu. No problem. Like, okay, that's cool. But th- we booked it right before the pandemic. So we booked the venue like three years ago and just <laughs> had our wedding. So a lot of things kind of changed. Um, But then we eventually did the food tasting and, and we liked it and it was, yeah, it was good. And I asked my husband, like, do you want to put Um, you know, do a half and half. And he's like, I liked all the vegan options. Let's just keep it. So that's
0: good. Okay. So this is also good for people listening because some people are vegan and I wonder about doing that. I have had clients do vegan. And again, if you get a good caterer, great. I think one thing to remember, and this could make things tricky. You, you didn't do the tasting beforehand, probably only because it was pandemic. They didn't um, offer that. Oh, think. they didn't offer it. Okay. Um, well, yeah. I was gonna say, because when you when you hire a standalone catering company, a lot of people think they're gonna taste the food beforehand and they they don't. Like it's 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 like and people are like, What? That's crazy. But most caterers do not like doing that. And if they do, they're gonna charge you for it because it's expensive to do a tasting. Oh, I bet. Um, but but most hotels, at least as far as I know, back when I was doing hotel weddings or working at a hotel, you did have the option of doing a tasting because it's their restaurant. And that's one of the right. ways they were able to sell you is like, come on in, and have dinner on us. It won't be this exact menu, but this is our chef, you know what I mean? Or like this is oh, our kitchen. Oh yeah. Um, but and that's often another perk to doing it at a hotel. Yes. Yes. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That
1: makes a lot of sense. But you
0: didn't yeah, do it, that. You couldn't do that then. They no, wouldn't they do tasting. Option. No,
1: they. that was not even an option. It's like book the venue and then you do the tasting like kind of closer to the wedding. than, than Do they we- have a restaurant? Um, they do, but the restaurants are separate from the catering. That's why. So it's like a big old campus and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Ended up being totally fine, but no, it was not the best, you know, the best food that I envisioned on my day, but ultimately it was more important for us that people, it was more stress-free on their plans for actually getting to the location. And that's what we went with.
0: Okay. And now you eloped, um, last year because of pandemic stuff, right? You, yes. You you originally, but when you originally booked the Westlake Village Inn, yeah. it was pre-pandemic, but had you always booked it that far out or did you have to reschedule? We had to reschedule the wedding. Okay. Yeah, okay. So
1: we booked it thinking, okay, everything's fine. We're doing a big, kind of a bigger traditional wedding as planned. And then everything shut down and we did not want to wait to get married. We were just ready. So we just decided to take off for the weekend to a beautiful Airbnb in the uh, Topanga Canyon and Ooh. had an officiant come to the Airbnb in the backyard and had um, our wonderful photographer come out. And it was just me and my husband and those two people. And it was beautiful, like overlooking the mountains. And it was like a 10, 15 minute ceremony. The officiant left, we did some photos. And then the rest of the weekend, we were just enjoying like this beautiful space, had a nice dinner. Like it was so nice. And the thought that we only did that because of postponing our wedding, um, it was definitely kind of a blessing in in disguise in that way, because it was so nice and relaxed and easy and (laughs) really nice, like very special. So we really enjoyed that.
0: A lot of people are doing these intimate ceremonies. Um, And I've had people do it pre-pandemic, but I think like you, or you hear of it, like more and more people are opting to do this. And it really... Um, it's really beautiful. Like that, the that the two of you just kind of had that weekend to yourselves celebrating that you just took this like huge step together. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's just so, so lovely. And like, I don't know, like the intimacy of that, there's something about that, that really speaks to me. And I think a, a lot more people are doing this, but I always get the question, like, well now I feel weird doing a ceremony again in <laughs> yeah. front of people. So like, what did you do uh, the year later? Yeah, so you
1: know what's so interesting? Yeah, for our elopement ceremony, it was just kind of the officiant to just kind of like the basic thing. Like I was just just do whatever because we ended up reading our vows to each other privately, but we actually, we didn't, we didn't read them out loud. We exchanged little vow books and we read what the other person wrote to us. So for us, the elopement ceremony and the kind of bigger wedding ceremony was very different. We actually were saying things out loud. They were completely different vows. It was almost like it was an anniversary celebration. So we were just about that. And it was so, it felt like just completely different experiences. And I cried a lot during the elopement ceremony and my husband, cried a lot during like the big wedding ceremony. Really? So it was funny to see like how we both responded differently to it. I think for me, it's like, I realized, holy shit, I'm getting married right now. This is happening. And that was overwhelming. And then for him, I I guess maybe seeing me walk down the aisle, like the way that he envisioned, that was like a big moment for him that we didn't really get with the elopement. I just walked out in the backyard and here I am. So (laughs) we, we kind of just responded differently to both, but all of the details, I was surprised with how much fun I had planning the little details of like the decor and the day and stuff, because I just haven't been that kind of type of person in the past to enjoy those types of things. And, um, we had like a giant donut as our wedding cake for the elopement. We had little <laughs> mini gourmet donuts for dessert at the big wedding. Um, I, I walked down the aisle with, um, for our big wedding, I had yellow roses. My stepdad is from Texas. So I had like the yellow rose of Texas represented. Yes. And then I had my bonus mom or stepmom or whatever they're called now, right? Like, um, both of my bonus parents, uh, collaborated on that. So my, my stepmom wrapped up the bouquet and it was, you know, I tried to incorporate those things and I had a lot of Irish and Celtic traditions where I was wearing, uh, you know, clata jewelry. I gifted that to family who were in the wedding. Um, I had a little, uh, good luck charm. It's, I guess, an Irish tradition to walk down the aisle with a horseshoe for oh. good luck. So I had that on my bouquet. So it was fun. I Like surprised- a little like
0: one from a necklace or something yeah, like, like a, a small. Charm. Yeah, that's it's cute
1: like a little charm that has like the little horseshoe and a shamrock and an Irish coin in it. And what's so funny, I got this, I, I just ordered it and the Irish coin, you don't get to pick the year or what it is, but it was the year 1986, which is when my parents met. So that was kind of a nice little, That's thing. Cool. um, yeah. So those details were actually a lot more fun than I had imagined. I thought I was just going to be kind of not interested in those things, but really enjoyed that. And I surprised my husband with a, uh, a Cubs, um, what do you call it? Garter under my dress for the
0: elopement. He's a Cubs You did a
1: garter? (laughs) Just for the elopement. Just for for the elopement.
0: (laughs) Okay. You're like, that's cute. That's actually (laughs) really cute. Like sexy time. I have a garter. Exactly. So I had a (laughs) lot of fun with the details for both
1: events. And I just didn't really think that I would do much of that, but it was more enjoyable than I thought.
0: You know, know, it also just occurred to me with your little garter thing and my head went to sex um, (laughs) that on your big wedding day, most people don't have sex on the night of their wedding because they're either too drunk, too tired, like they're they're done. But I'm sure on your elopement night. You guys were able to have some, you know, some oh, yeah. wedding, marriage sex. Well, anybody wondering, we did it on both
1: nights. <laughs> oh, you did? Good for you, girl. Okay, good. Oh, man, it was so funny because the elop- we did the elopement at like 11 a.m. So by noon, 12, 12 or 1, we're like, we just have the rest of the day to celebrate. <laughs> so we immediately had sex outside in this beautiful. <laughs> yes, that's great. Yes then we got in this gorgeous hot tub and we just like had drinks in the hot tub had a nice dinner it was just like a two person party and then yeah i mean the big wedding i was uh, pretty intoxicated we talked about this on the self help yeah, podcast yeah i can't wait I got, to get into this <laughs> got way drunker than i expected um but we did have sex that night it just um didn't go it didn't last as long because i sure. was so drunk and i was like i think i'm going to barf so um <laughs> that was my moment but we we did do it
0: that's so <laughs> Funny. That's hilarious! Oh my god. Okay, so I love this. So, so you had your elopement, but the the year later, it wasn't like you were trying to pretend you were getting married over again. Right. You said like we've been married for a year, and the vows were what?
1: Yeah, the vows were really just about like the you know we've been together almost six years, so just p- like the past six year, our relationship. Um, what, you know, just like nice things we said about each other, funny things, the stuff that just wasn't in our personal vows, our, our like private vows with the elopement was just. I, I thought about it in the sense that I, this is just for his eyes where I knew like the way that I was writing was for everybody was listening. So I kind of wrote them a little bit differently and, um, you know, not in like a bad way or anything, but it was just a very like different experience. Like we yeah. said, completely different things to each other. Some yeah. of that, some of it overlapped definitely, but, um, yeah. I mean, it was nice. I'm just going to have, you know, both sets of vows that we're going to do something with at some point, but
0: and did you wear the same dress or did you buy a new dress for the big wedding? Different dress. So, uh, my elopement dress
1: was a gift from a friend. Um, and I, I'm like, Oh, this will be a nice elopement dress. I'll wear that. My, the big wedding was like my wedding dress that I got like very quickly after getting engaged.
0: So I was like
1: three years, you know, to, to actually put that on and wear it. So two different dresses
0: did you gain any COVID weight?
1: Oh my God. Yes.
0: I gained the COVID
1: <laughs> 20. I know people are saying the COVID-19. No, I gained the COVID 20. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize, I mean, I knew I was like, I knew I've put on some weight, but I'm like, you know, whatever. I'm enjoying my food. It's all good. And then, uh, it was time to like, try the dress on and I didn't fit into the dress. And I was like, Oh shit. Like, do I, Spend a lot of money getting alterations because you know, we got a couple dress sizes above, thinking I had some room to t- take things in, but the way that like the lace was, I think it would have been very hard to expand in all the areas. So I was like, okay, do I spend this money? Do I try to, you know, lose some weight? And, um, you know, I just cut back from eating like eight meals a day to four, and that I, I. I did lose some weight so I could fit into the dress. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Over the it's- course of several months I did not do like a crazy crash diet. This was like months Good. and months. Good. A pound a week, you know, naturally. I wasn't going to push it or force it. I absolutely was open to like getting alterations in that way. Good. But I figured, you know, 20
0: pounds. I mean, <laughs> I think I think that whole like losing weight before the wedding is so annoying and like Oh, yeah. I I have gained COVID-13. But again, I'm under five feet, Delaney. So, oh, yes. Um, I think that I just everybody gained a little weight during COVID, and I just feel I see people walking around. I'm seeing people just looking better. And you know what? I'm not trying to lose weight. I'm not. I'm like, you know what? This is what I am. I feel good. I still look good in clothes. You know, my boobs got a little bit bigger, so that's kind of cool. Yes. (laughs) Um. So I'm good. Absolutely. I was more like, okay. For budget
1: reasons, do I want to buy a- <laughs> 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 it? Like, my- but I'm a- <laughs> I'm, I'm not getting a wedding
0: dress. Yeah, yeah I'm
1: like, <laughs> I went straight to the money with that. I'm like, all right, we'll see what happens. Let's not let's not push it.
0: Also, I just met your dog beforehand and oh, t- t- tell yeah. everybody the names of your dogs. Maverick and Goose, any Top Gun fans. Yes. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. So too highway too to fast. the danger zone. <laughs> yes. Totally. Top Gun. I just watched that movie again recently for the uh, since for freaking ever. And I was like, oh, my God, this movie is so corny. Oh, for sure. Are you going to see the new one coming out? I this just month? saw a billboard here in New York City that he's going to have a new one. So you yeah. definitely are going to go see
1: that. I have to. Yeah, I'm definitely going to see it. My husband works for the company who made that film. So he oh. did it a couple of times and he says it is a great movie. He's no like, way. It's, <laughs> So it's so it's exactly what you want in a sequel. So now I'm like, okay, I have to see it.
0: I can't wait. (laughs) All right. So talk to me about these roasts at the reception, because I Um, don't think I would recommend this to everybody (laughs) listening. But being that you're a comedian and you're with friends in this business, like, of course, you got to have a
1: roast. Oh my gosh, it has been a dream of mine since I was a teenager to have a roast at my wedding. I don't know what started it. Even before I was a stand-up comedian for about six and a half years. I have since you know left stand-up about four years ago or longer. But even before I, you know, went down the comedy career path, I loved the idea of having a roast at my wedding. And so when we actually came time to plan, I was like, oh my gosh, some of my best friends are like the most hilarious professional comedians on the planet. I would love to have a roast. So I asked, I mean, that was like one of the first things I did. I asked, you know, three of my friends right away to roast us and they, they, um, they agreed. Um, and yeah, I was just like, Hey, anything's fair game, whatever you want to say. Like it's a, it's a roast, like the meaner, the better. Like, so did you like,
0: did you, did you do this during dinner before? Like, when did you do it? This was, this
1: was right before, like we had just sat down, we gave a little welcome speech thing and we introduced the roast was happening. And Hey, listen, it's going to be, if you don't know what a roast is, our friends are going to say some mean shit. It's going to be hilarious. We're all going to laugh. And it happened like as we seated and I think champagne was being poured and like maybe some appetizers were coming out, but it was like before the main dinner. Oh, okay. So it didn't last that long. It didn't last. It was like maybe two, three minutes a person. So it was pretty, it was a pretty quick roast. And then that, um, led into our family toast. So they opened it up and cracked everybody up and then it led into the more, you know, also funny and sentimental, um, you know, more traditional toasts.
0: Um, did they roast both of you at the same time or, or just one of you at a time? they, it was a mixture of everything. They roasted us as a
1: couple individually. They roasted some parts of the wedding. I mean, it was all so, so funny.
0: I loved it. And so, (laughs) and so did you, were you, were you, I want to visualize this, visualize it. Like, were you seated at a sweetheart table? Were you standing in the room? Like where were you, how, how did it,
1: So we were at a sweetheart table and they were standing right next to us the way that um, the toast would happen. Mm Yeah. And they just, they, they, we had no idea what they were going to say. I I did not see the jokes ahead of time. I was just like, have at it. And it was just, I mean, it was so much fun. And I am so glad that we ended up um, getting video uh, and doing like a video videographer. And we have everything on, on film. And
0: it was just, it was so hilarious. That's so funny. They had to have brought up exes. Did any bring up, any bring up exes?
1: Um, no exes that from me that were brought up, but two of my, what, two of my very close friends are, uh, friends still, but they are divorced. They were married. And so they, it was a funny joke of like, um, Kelsey, my, the co-host of self-helpless said something like, you know, something along the lines of being forced to do stand up with her ex-husband again. And it was just so funny. So (laughs) yeah, like it was, it was just, it was great. And it was something that I've all. I've never been somebody who plant, like thought about my wedding as a young person and like all these things. But one thing that was for me a non-negotiable was having a roast at the wedding. I <laughs> and love luckily, it. I married an amazing person who was totally on board with that. And we just had a great
0: time with it. <laughs> I love that. Um, Okay, a couple of these that we wrote here are so fantastic. And recently I've been getting questions about things to do with the wedding that aren't the norm, like these micro events so specifically for some people who weren't going to have dancing. Right. And so yes. some of these are really kind of cool. Um, you, so the roast is one, but I, again, if you're not a comedian and don't <laughs> have for everybody, I'm not sure roasts are going to be great. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Depends. Sounds fun to me. I would have, I would be like, yes,
1: professionals fun. that know what they're doing. Yeah.
0: Professional. Maybe you could could you hire comedians? Oh, for maybe? sure. You you probably, hire
1: comedians. You can absolutely hire comedians to roast you at the wedding. A thousand percent. Just, you know, make sure you see their material ahead of time and you know, they're funny.
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, Magician? Yes, we had a magician. Oh my gosh. And he absolutely killed it. He was incredible. So for for me, it was important because I know that not all of my friends drink not all all of them like dancing. And I know, like, honestly, when I go to weddings, dancing is not my favorite part of a wedding. I'll dance for a couple songs. Then I kind of want to take a break. It's not like my favorite thing to do. So for our wedding, I wanted there to be something else, especially for the people who don't drink, don't dance or don't do either. Um, And so we had a magician walking around doing like close up magic for people um, while they were, you know, at the tables or getting a cocktail or whatever. And people raved about the magician. It was just so fabulous. So yeah, it it was such a blast.
0: Wait, you said he was walking around? Yes. Yeah, so
1: he was, he, we, this was after dinner, like when the reception started and everybody could just roam about wherever we did have a DJ, we did have dancing, but we also had a bar area and stuff. So he just kind of walked around, around the bar, like outdoor area, doing tricks for people, walk people that were not dancing, who were just kind of sitting at the tables. He did tricks for them. Oh, that's and great. I mean, I think he literally did at least a trick for every person at the wedding. And, uh, we, yeah, that we got a lot of really great feedback about how that was really fun and really entertaining and and enjoyable. So we we tried to have a little something for everybody in in the kind of um in, in what we like to do. You know, we we didn't we didn't do a bunch of stuff that we didn't also enjoy. We tried to just incorporate um a couple things that we felt would be, you know, fun and different and enjoyable for people who don't like the traditional wedding celebration activities.
0: Yeah. And I love also that he walked around and kind of like Engage yes. with people as opposed to like, all right, everybody, everybody come this way. We're going to have you the magic show because, oh, yeah. you um, know what I mean? Like, yes. I think that's so great. Um, I love that. I love that. Yes. Okay. And then <laughs> there was a bouquet toss. There was, there was. <laughs> so, but it's not your normal bouquet was. toss.
1: <laughs> right. My husband tossed the bouquet Um, and we made all the single people get out there Um you know, I think it's usually like single women, right? Are on the dance floor and the bride toss. So we're like, look, everybody, if you're, if you are single, get out here. That was my way of playing a little bit of a matchmaker at my wedding. So all the single people could kind of see each other and be, okay, we, we see who we we all are here. Um, And then he tossed the bouquet. And then I think single ladies played and he danced to that. So (laughs) yeah. We didn't do like a garter situation, but that was really fun. And
0: um, yeah, I tried to do a little matchmaking at my wedding. Not going to (laughs) lie. When did you do? I mean, that's actually not that's actually a really good point. Like you wanted to get all the single people first out there. Did you do it earlier on in the evening so that people could see that?
1: that was like the last thing right before the reception and like the dancing was open for everybody. So wow. it was, it was like, it was like after right dinner. after dinner. Yeah. And so that way people knew for the whole night. Okay. That dude's single. That yeah.
0: was smart Delaney. <laughs> actually. Yeah, are y'all you, you listening to this? <laughs> if you have a lot of single friends, it's true though. People who are single yeah. at the weddings are like, okay, who, who? Here is single? Yes. Yes. That's, this is this is actually really good. I can't believe I haven't thought about
1: this. Oh man, I was like, we I wanna do this. Cause it's sometimes like, and sometimes somebody might be married but they're traveling to the wedding solo cause their spouse is at home or like, so I just wanted to take all those questions out of people's minds and be like, hey, look, if you're down, here are the people who might
0: also be down. You know? Um, You also put here that you did hot singles table.
1: <laughs> so okay, I was going to, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to have like a singles table where we put all of our singles friend, all of our single, single friends at one table just for the same type of thing. But then we started just asking people, like, I, I asked a couple of close friends, like, Hey, do you want to sit with like you know, you're the people that, you know, or do you want to sit at the singles table? And most people were like, sit me with the friends and then tell me who the single people are.
0: Later. Oh, so, so you didn't
1: do it. Doing it. We did not do the singles table. Okay. We ended up just like seating people wherever. And then we did the bouquet toss, which was alerting everybody who was saying,
0: okay. Okay. Yes. Well, that's good though. I still, th- I think that's more of a subtle way than the hot singles table <laughs> because well, also like, wait, but what if that, like, was it only going to be the hot people or We're was it going to be single. any single? I mean, I think all my friends are hot. I so. don't know why I wrote hot singles table from our onboarding call. I
1: mean, they're all hot. It was just going to be every, all the single people that we could think of at one table. We, you know, and, and, um, we just decided to sit people with who they knew and, you know, be comfortable with that. And then you Know, let let people <laughs> do
0: what they want to do. So once That's funny, a couple
1: people and they're like, Oh my god, either would be a fun experience, but I haven't seen so and so in a long time. I'd love to sit at the table of the people that like, I'm, I'm like, That makes sense.
0: I'll and then you can house. make eyes across the room, like, Oh, <laughs> <God." laughs> uh, uh, making to I'll do
1: something different with that idea. Yeah, did
0: you have kids at the wedding? Were kids invited? No kids, it was a
1: child free wedding, adults okay. only, and then so our. Our, you know, flower girl type of thing, it was flower people are my husband's siblings who are my age. Um, So they were the flower people. My siblings were like the bubble people with like bubble guns and stuff like that. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Explain. (laughs) What did the flower people
0: do Um, at the ceremony?
1: Like the, you know, the, this, the, the, the traditional stuff of like the rose petals in the basket, but it was, um, you know, Cam's brother and his sister, and they were just doing some like fun dancing down the aisle. And then I have three younger siblings who range from, let's see, 15, 18 and 20. They did a little dance thing down the aisle and like, cause it, they're walking out of danger zone. So they're doing all kinds of like ridiculous dancing and stuff. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, we just was, we just decided to kind of flip that on its head too. And we don't have any kids at the wedding. So let's just make our adult siblings do the same stuff. And it was pretty funny.
0: So you, and then what are you doing with bubble guns or water guns?
1: So I was going to have my little brother have like two little like bubble guns down the aisle going, but I think he forgot them last minute and then they just did something else. So I didn't, I didn't catch that part on camera, but they did another like little dance down the aisle. So
0: yeah. So when you and I did our onboarding call, Delaney, by the way, beforehand, you had said you were doing sticks and dried orange slices from your grandmother's backyard. Did you do that? I did. We did. So our centerpieces
1: were basically free um, because I went to my grandparents' backyard, and my grandfather passed away recently, and so I wanted oh. to incorporate him somehow. And um, we went to the backyard. I picked a bunch of oranges with my mom and a bunch of sticks. And I went home and I sliced up all the oranges and I baked them and I I dried them, so they were little dried orange slices. So our centerpieces were basically a mason jar with some rocks in there and fairy lights, and then like the twigs and branches from the orange tree. And each centerpiece had three orange slices on the twigs. So it was like everybody got their own little mini orange tree from my grandparents' backyard. I so like that's what that. we did for our, um, yeah. And then we our honeymoon, we're going to go to... Ireland, which is where my grandfather was from. He was born in Dublin. And so we're going to see, um, you know, a bunch of places where he grew up and all of that. And yeah, Ireland's always been on our list as a couple to travel to at some point. And then it just felt like a, a nice fit um, to do it
0: for our honeymoon. I love that. I love that. All of these things. And one, that's a cost savings, right? Oh, Cause yeah. like, you know, I spent 10 bucks on the jars
1: or something. And that was about it.
0: <laughs> but Who set it up? Who set that up? The, um, so
1: we, I, I had all the centerpieces, we transported it to the venue and then the day of coordinator put them out on the tables. So I had them like, I had the table numbers on there and they were pre-made and then she just put them out.
0: The day of coordinator. Is that someone you hired or is that the on-site coordinator from the venue?
1: That was the on-site coordinator from the venue. Got and it. it was either You bring in your own or
0: you have one of our people. Got yeah. it. Got it. Great, great, great. Okay, good. And so, but you had them all ready to go labeled yes. all that. So that's exactly. easy. That's simple. We had yeah. Everything in tubs and we just yeah. dropped
1: them off and then they just put them on display.
0: And it's not and it's not like they die. Yeah, that's great. I think that's easy because I think a lot of people try to do center floral centerpieces, um, which are way more labor intensive. And um, unless you're doing like the flower moxie, which we talk about all the time, they're amazing. But you did do your own bouquet. Correct. Yes. I
1: went to Trader Joe's um the morning before the wedding. And I got a yellow bouquet. I got like an orangey bouquet. And then I got some baby's breath. And um the orangey one was the flower petals for the flower people. And then I walked down with a yellow bouquet. And then um the baby's breath went, went went on like one of our decor tables, welcome table type thing. So just a few bouquets. It was yeah. nice and easy down the street. And it yeah. lasted great. It looked really
0: pretty. I love it. So yeah. good. So did anything go wrong? Oh, you know, I don't think anything went wrong
1: as far as like to the naked eye, like everybody had a great time. It's all stuff that I felt like, oh, this could have been a little bit better. This could have been better, but nobody like noticed. like, our pizza was supposed to have sausage on it, like beyond hot Italian sausage. And that didn't make the pizza, like those little things where I'm like, that would have been nice and made that dish better. But like nobody, you know, everything went smoothly. Um, But I would say the biggest thing that I learned from going through this is if I could go back and I'm not just saying this because you're a wedding planner that you have that experience, but I a thousand percent regret not hiring a wedding planner for the whole process. We did not have the best experience with the day of coordinator situation. Um, and I a thousand percent regret not having somebody with us kind of from start to finish who Mm -hmm. were, was on our team and like knew what our values and priorities were. And like you know, we were, we kind of, we felt like we were just a number and a lot of things kind of fell through the cracks with certain planning and stuff like that. Ultimately the, the day went well because the, um, the wait staff and the bar staff and the venue was beautiful. It went well because of them, but the, yeah, I, that, that was one thing I I didn't realize how important that would be. If you don't have kind of a day of coordinator, who's treating you like their client, instead of just like, I have to show up and, you know, do this
0: kind of thing. So I want to, I want to emphasize that that you're talking about the venue coordinator, the coordinator that came with the venue. A lot of people think of day of coordinator, even even though I try so hard to educate people don't hire just a day of coordinator, but you would have had, you would have had maybe felt more comfortable. And this is also really such a, for me as a wedding planner, like a point of what is the word contention? I'm not sure (laughs) because people would call me and say, well, I don't know that we need you because the venue has a coordinator. And I'd say, well, I know what a venue coordinator does. I've worked with hundreds of them, you know, and I used to do venue coordinator. So um, but it's such a difference. And and I always tell people in the podcast, like if your budget doesn't allow you to hire at least a month of coordinator, but your venue has someone great like At at, at the very least, you've got at least someone that can help move you through the day. But you're right. There is a connection and there is so much more that professional wedding planners do that are not attached to a venue or other type of wedding service. Yes. Um, It
1: was one of those things where we just didn't know what we didn't know until after it was over. And we're like, if we could go back, that's the one thing that we would change is I didn't even know you could get like a month of coordinator. I would have done that if I knew it was
0: a thing. If only we'd met sooner.
1: I know. Right. Totally. Exactly. And then like, if if somebody could have just been there as part of some, like, you know, knowing our vision, like, but like the back of their hand, doing all of that and keep in and making that kind of come to fruition. But It just, you know, and I'm sure that person, like the venue coordinator is swamped with a bazillion weddings every weekend because it's a big, the big venue and all that. But that was one thing that we, there were a lot of things over the course of, you know, a year, several months that were just kind of unbelievable things that were happening. And I, especially because I said where I got married, if you get married at the Westlake Village Inn, bring in your own wedding planner or coordinator or something do not rely on the venue coordinator. And I am not somebody, I'm a very, I think I'm pretty relaxed, bride. I am not like a negative Yelp reviewer or anything like that by any means, but the client experience that we had just from that one person, um, it was so bad, but luckily everybody else involved was so amazing that the the, the staff, the staff, all the other staff it was all great. All the other staff, our friends and family. The venue was so beautiful, but that person really made our wedding planning so stressful, and I, I just couldn't believe how that one person was making such a huge difference. And if, if if somebody else had been in that role, um, things would have gone just a lot more smoother for, throughout the whole process and on on the day as well.
0: Oh, well. It, it happens, and you know I'm sorry that that happened to you. But it's
1: all good. I it's hope all good. You listen. you had a
0: lot of fun at your own wedding.
1: <laughs> yeah, way too much fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> talk, talk to us about
0: just how much fun you had oh at your my, wedding.
1: Oh my gosh, you guys! I was so I woke up so embarrassed and concerned, but I had so much fun. I went into the night saying I'm going to have a few drinks the whole wedding. And so I can be very present. I could see everybody. I could, I could enjoy all the activities that were happening. And somebody pulled me aside for a shot and it was a, it was delicious. And I was like, okay, somewhere in my brain was like, this is what I want to do the rest of the night. And so, um, yeah, I got way drunker than I planned at my own wedding for sure. And I'm not like a big drinker. When I drink, I have maybe a glass of wine or two and that's it. I went from like not being a drinker to being like old party girl Delaney just giving shots to people and just crazy stuff. And so that happened. I, I don't regret it because I truly had such an incredible time and it was really fun, but I woke up not having remembered everything, which was not my intention going into my wedding day. I wanted to remember every moment and be present for every moment. Totally. So yeah. I, I woke up with uh, some hangxiety and like, <gasps> did you sweating. say
0: hangxiety? Anxiety. Yes. That's <laughs> what they call it, right? The hangover. I've never anxiety. heard it before and I love it. I know it. <laughs> Yes, And then, you know, a
1: little post-wedding anxiety, like, holy shit, what did I do or say at my own wedding to all the people that I love, you know? So, um, people assured me that they had no idea how drunk I was. It was fun. It was all. And then I just, I just ended up finding out that so many of my friends were way drunker than I was. So it kind of worked out, but that was not the plan or intention. I wasn't going in like, I'm going to get tanked at my wedding. It's going to be a rager. But by the time that the bar closed at ten thirty, I apparently walked up to the staff and said, "Can we keep it open till closing time?" <laughs> <laughs> and they did. So that was an expense we did not think about that would happen. But I was like, you know what? Let's do
0: it. Because- and uh, let me say, a yeah. lot of couples do that. They'll Ooh, go really? overtime. And yes. if you're if you can at a venue, like um, there's a venue in San Francisco I work at all the time, and <clears throat> they say like. They'll come to me an hour before and be like, Michelle, can you go talk to the couple? Do they want to go OT? And I can always tell which of my couples are going to go OT because it all depends on how much, how many people on the dance floor and how much they've been drinking. Oh my! And God, these so are funny. drunk decisions we make on wedding days, people yes. that yes. cost you more, but they're usually worth it. It's oh, usually it worth so... it. it. Or it... if you're at that point in the night where you know you should stop, it's not worth worth it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh my gosh, it could have got. I mean, it was one of those things where we knew that we didn't have like an after party option because if we did, we maybe would have gone there. But because the only after party option was like a nightclub that was on the campus, and we're not like big nightclub people, environment stuff. So, and then everything else in Westlake Village closes at like 9 p.m. So we were like, look, we on a weekend. All, yes, it's it's kind of a sleepy town That's in annoying. that in that sense. Like the the bars in the area closed at like 10 or 11. And so we were like, we can either just call it a night or we can just make this our after party and just keep the bar open for, you know, till 1 30. And so we closed the place down. We we left at 2 a.m. It was a great time. Um, but yeah, that was not planned. That was that
0: was something that's cool. That, yeah, I it was, it was I love fun. that. How late did plan. you go?
1: Yeah, two, we closed it at 2 a.m. is when we left. Oh so
0: shit, we, you
1: went way late. Over. I mean, I was like. How much did you pay? How much think, did that come I out think, to you? I think it ended up being like a $2,500 expense for, for, from 10.30 to two. For oh, see. The venue and the, to keep the bar. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's expensive. But that was your after part. That was so fun.
1: Yeah. Apparently my husband, my, because I... Don't remember much at this point. My uh-huh. husband was like you literally walked up to the bartender or the manager and was like can we keep it open and they're like this is this is how much it would be and I was like that's cool I've had a good year and then I walked away.
0: <laughs> and then I like you didn't
1: even talk to your husband about it? Was he <laughs> like it was a surprise? It was a surprise for him. I was like I I bought you I bought you a wedding <laughs> gift and it's the bar for three more hours and
0: <laughs> and he's like Wait, are you paying for this?
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Hey, no, one, I got it." Oh my god! But no, I was on. That's hilarious. To do that. and I, and I don't. I remember keeping the bar open, but I do not remember like that interaction. And he said, "Like, yeah, it was just kind of funny, but whatever." It was lady, it cool. and it's so great. Yeah, and he didn't have like a bachelor party for himself, so I felt like it was, you know, also my way of like you know giving him the bachelor party type of experience too, you know, retroactively. But that's it, fantastic. It was a good time. It was a good time. <laughs> And um it was nice I was able to incorporate some of my clients into the day too, as far as the photographer um is a former client of mine, um Tilla Freckleton, she's great. And then um I had one of my clients, Courtney Larson, is a gorgeous, like a just makes gorgeous art, and we had some of her work displayed on our tables. And then another one of my, um, clients, Caleb made our like wedding placards and he made the little wedding placards with like so much personality with like a funny pun on the other side of it. Cause usually it's just kind of like a blank placard, right? Like with the person's name and table number. And, um, Caleb's was like, why don't we do something fun? Like on the back and just, there's this space for no reason. So it was just nice kind of incorporating, you know, different people, um, in that way too. It was fun.
0: Oh, I love it. So good. I I think that, you know, my biggest takeaway and I know the listeners is just all of the really unique ways that you customized the two, you, you, you both customized your wedding. Like it was very much Delaney and what's your husband's name? Yeah. Cam cam C A M. I got to make sure I have that. Um, that's great. I love it. Um, so Delaney, besides the podcast, you are a business coach. Yes. Yes. That's I cool.
1: Yes. I love it. It's a blast.
0: And the really weird thing. Okay. Everybody get ready. Get ready for this. Cause you're going to drop. You're going to be like, what? Um, Delaney doesn't have social media. <laughs> she's not. She's not on Instagram. She's not on any social media. That is correct. Why? Yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah.
1: So I left social media. It's probably been like a year and a half at this point. And I was very much on social media Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, the whole thing. And I just, it was a lot of things. It was a lot of things of um, as our podcast got bigger and more popular, I was just getting a lot of messages and I, and I, which was fine, but I was spending a lot of time talking to people I didn't know and kind of like, not talking to like my family as much and like our group chats stuff like that um as a biz- as a you know business coach and i you know my my niche is in um like business minimalism and simplicity i started really getting honest with the fact that the amount of energy i was putting in to certain things on social media i wasn't getting an roi in, in my business, like things, you know, my sales and stuff were coming from very different places. Mm-hmm. So it was just combination uh, and how I felt it would, I would always have worse anxiety the days I was on social media, even if it was a good interactions, even if I was getting wonderful comments and messages, it was a mixture of things. Um, also just like, you know, there's some, some people, I just don't want having access to me on social media. Um, yeah. as you know, we were getting more visibility with the show and stuff. And, It was just something where I'm like, could I successfully run my business without it? And it was almost an experiment of like, maybe I can, why don't I try? And so I slowly got rid of one app at a time. And I just started off by temporarily disabling the accounts and then permanently deleting it. But it was like over a year process of me transitioning off of social media while ramping up other things um, for my business. And my business only grew tremendously. I think it's like tripled since leaving social media. What? That's a
0: trip. Yeah. Big trip. So that's kind of, it was a lot of stuff, you know, it was just, mm-hmm. but the podcast is on Instagram still, you yes, so self, just don't run it.
1: Yes. At self helpless podcast on Instagram. Um, yeah. yeah. Our producer runs that account. So it's still there, you know, like if I really want to see friends pictures or something, I can like sign into that if I want to. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's, I'm social media free. That was a big goal of mine. And uh, I always tell my clients like, you know, do what feels right to you. And for me, it was leaving social media.
0: Very cool. Well, you know, a lot of people are annoyed by it. So I understand. But you can find Delaney at delaneyfisher.com. That's your website. And that's Fisher, but it's an S C H E R.
1: Yes, my yeah, D-E-L-A-N-I-E-F-I-S-C-H-E-R. Kind of yes. a strange name
0: and strange spelling. Yeah. Yes, delaneyfisher.com. The podcast is the self. Is there a "the" in the front, or it's just self-helpless podcast? Uh, great question! Oh I'm glad I haven't been—I've been on Instagram in so long. I think on Instagram Wait, I had self-helpless podcast. It's yeah. There's no the self-helpless podcast on Instagram, and that's the name of the podcast. So go check it out. You 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 both are freaking hilarious and cover oh, some really cool subjects oh, too. Thank
1: you yeah. yeah. You know our our um our fans and subscribers are a huge collectors co-collaborators of the content that we end up sharing so oh
0: cool I love yeah. that yeah it's fun well I you're just a pleasure I just oh right back that I I really had fun recording with you for bo- both of these episodes yours and mine um so go listen to self helpless podcast go check out delaneyfisher.com for business coaching if you're so inclined Sure and yeah, thank you so much for telling us all about your cool wedding and oh how God. drunk you got and how you spent $2500 <laughs> yes. going overtime Best $2500 yeah. you ever spent
1: Hey you know what it was a great time I highly recommend getting too drunk and, and opening up the bar <laughs> <laughs>
0: I should have been there. Damn, that would have been fun. Okay. (laughs) All right, Delaney. We'll see you soon. Thank you. you. Guys, you're so welcome. Bye. The Big Wedding Planning Podcast is hosted and produced by me, Michelle Martinez. It is edited by Veronica Gruba. Music by Steph Altman of Mophonics. If you like the Big Wedding Planning Podcast, please subscribe. We are available on pretty much all podcast player apps. Help us get the word out by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. You can get more wedding planning tips from the Big Wedding Planning Podcast YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram at the Big Wedding Planning Podcast and be sure to use the hashtag PlanThatWedding when posting. Become part of our Facebook group. Join me and our amazing members. Just search the Big Wedding Planning Podcast community on Facebook. Have a wedding planning question? Or just want to get in touch, you can email me at the big wedding planning podcast at gmail.com or my personal favorite, call and leave a voicemail at 415 723 1625 and you might hear your voice on a future episode. That is it. Happy planning, everybody. Love you, love the show. Bye.